0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Drop the Mic. I am back for our fourth season, fourth se- four seasons, oh my god, it's been four years. Okay, um, well, what better way of kicking off the fourth season than to have uh, a gentleman who um, by all accounts on his IMDb is one of the hardest working people in Hollywood and behind what I would call most, uh, it, most of the action films, most of the sci-fi films, most of the films that had any kind of stunt coordination um, that I've loved, you've done, um, Kurt Cowett, um director stunt performer and fight choreographer uh kurt thank you so much for being on the show today
1: thanks man yeah thanks for the invite cool
0: um i, I want to start by saying I, like i said i i was doing my fair amount of just kind of looking around seeing what you've done some things and i i I have to say first, right up front, you're super multi-talented. Like I was um, listening to uh, one of your songs um, that was on uh, Hidden Strum, Mm -hmm. which uh, Hands with the Devil. Dude, you have a fantastic voice. Like you, Mm -hmm. you could like. Like I was sitting here going, so he really can just choose whatever he wants to choose to do. Because if he decided tomorrow, you know what, I'm going to be a music artist, you would be really successful because you're really good.
1: It's not that easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you make it look easy, man, because I'm like, it's very rare. Like, so I haven't met a lot of stunt people. Like, I think that that world is kind of very hidden. And uh, unfortunately, I think they don't get as much credit as they should get, especially with the stunts that are being done today. Like Mm. the Mm -hmm. the stunt, like, I feel like every time I watch a movie, um, an action film, I, I see something new that I'm just like, what in the world made them think about doing this? This is insane. And so you guys are doing you you're like raising a bar every year every show every production but you don't always get all of the accolades that you should get I think sometimes and um you know that's
1: yeah that's for sure we we don't get any accolade actually yeah it's uh it's kind of you know this this you know maybe Hollywood's last dirty secret is is the fact that you know, they put they put us in harm's way um daily. Uh it's most it's it's the only industry, it's the only job in in the, in North America, maybe maybe the world and all developed nations, I don't know, but it's the only job with a hundred percent injury rate. Right. Uh, and um yeah, the fact that the fact that they still they still basically deny our existence, you know, it's <laughs> like thing they want to see is up, you know, up on stage with you know, Keanu right. Reeves. Somebody, you know, it's just—it it really does break that that illusion of Hollywood, and and it's it's something the studios are, you know, they push back on for so hard, uh, for so long against you know an Oscar. Um, that that's the funny thing. Like
0: hmm.
1: we we do more, like we do more for um, the filmmaking process than like certainly in action films than than you know any any other you know (laughs) uh group on set right we previs we we create we design and we shoot the action um and of course we put ourselves in harm's way um hand over all that to the director and they cut you know they cut it together and we take zero zero credit for it zero awards in in mainstream for it
0: yeah so there so the Oscars doesn't have an uh, have a category for this, does it? No. it that's in, that's insane.
1: It is insane. Um, you know, there's categories for, like, hair, you know. Um, <laughs> and not nothing, you know, there's that's an art to it. You
0: know, right, sure. right, right. But if there's going to do hair, they, I mean...
1: Yeah, when you get, like, Avengers or, or like, Road Warrior, you know, something like that where, uh, you know, the stunt team essentially uh essentially shoots like people don't realize that but when 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 you're on a uh, a big film like that the stunt team the second unit director like there's there's two different um sets running one is the main unit set with the acting then the other one is the action set and there's you know uh sometimes in you know bigger action movies like a third of the film isn't shot by the director right. um shot on second unit and we we all collaborate creatively and, and and come up with with really cool stuff and we submit it to the director to the studio and get the approvals and then they we do a previs, it's called which which you basically do a shot for shot preparation and then you you bring that previs and you bring that to set and we you know we shoot it all once mm. it's been approved and then we we uh, hand that over to the studio and to the director and, and we yeah, we don't get any any accolade for that, which is pretty crazy. In this it's crazy. Day and age. it's just pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, like, so, you know, there's this, there's always kind of like been like this ha thing of, you know, Jackie Chan, right, who does so many of his own stunts, right? And he gets this, I think, you know, no – disrespect the Jackie Chan cuz I love love Jackie. Oh yeah. I think because he's an actor and he's on camera they pay more attention to his ability to do the stunts whereas I'm saying well yeah, but that doesn't devalue the these other dudes that maybe they're not in front of the camera but guess what? They're diving off buildings. They're they are putting themselves in harm's way in order to make this film to to make the kind of stunts that have to be that audiences want today um, possible, right? I mean, because you get movies like The Matrix and John Wick and a few other movies that kind of start every time they, they kind of reset the bar each time, and the audience gets used to that. You can't go backwards. You can't you can't go back after that. It's, you know, so That's a why, good point. Why I mean. would you want to, you know, continually evolve? If you're going to ask them to evolve the, the stunts, then you need to pay homage. That's simple.
1: Um yeah, funny, uh, Jackie Chan has many stunt doubles. Yep. Um, many. I uh, uh he he he's even had um Caucasian guys double him brad allen is a friend of mine and he mm. doubled a number of shows and he's an australian phenomenal um athlete i worked with brad on what was it riddick or something i can't remember mm. um and i even got asked to come to uh hong kong to double jackie on a motorbike sequence where we had to do this chase scene and do do some fights and stuff like that It'd be in a helmet um so yeah he's i didn't go unfortunately uh, i should have I, I i had a better job offer to turn out to be a really crappy show. Uh, <laughs> I would have loved to say I did double Jackie Chan, but but I didn't. But yeah, he's got five or six doubles, you know, going, Um, and, and uh, many of them are my, my, my good friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, yeah, you have to keep raising the bar. One thing about John Wick is it's actually directed um, by, by his by, by stunt guys, right? right. It's, it's, the, the, the first director of, of John Wick, um, Kiana would, uh, he would train with these guys after matrix for a long time in LA. And then they gave him this kind of B movie, you know, kick-ass B movie script. And he's like, yeah, let's do this, man. Cause he had, he had really good judo skills and jujitsu skills and he'd been training with these guys. Right. And, and so that was the first time really like the first time, really skilled uh, stunt choreographers got to direct a movie and look what happened. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? That you do something like that. I think certain, certain movies, that it does make sense to put that in the hands of the stunt people because it's just so dangerous or, and so complex. It's that com-
1: complex. It is very, very, very complex. Um, shooting action, especially fight scenes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it really is like the most complex part of directing anything because you, you've just got so much coverage and you right. want to, you know, long takes and they have to like, you know, you have to really have great camera work and like spin around and then bang, land on things. And the editing, right. you know, it, it's we in, in, a, in a movie like, like Wick and all those movies, like they don't they don't just like... You know, water it down and then do their coverage and their overs and leave it to the editor. Um, right. you know, they prep everything; every last little minute detail is done before they they go to set. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's because the stunt team is doing it; it looks awesome,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna step back for a second um, because uh, I think one of the one of the things reasons why a lot of people don't hear about stunt is that it's kind of an unusual you know career choice in a lot of ways right um Good so way I'm, it, I'm just curious like how so like where did you like how did you decide to get into it because it's not i mean did you like to get into fights i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> no nope,
1: Guys, it did. They got in. Uh, for me, I, I I got really into like extreme sports when I was like 14. Mm. Um, I moved to Whistler, uh, left home when I was 18, and I just wanted to, to snowboard. So I snowboarded, uh, I don't know, 250 days a year, and I did. And 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 uh, then I raced motorbikes, and then that was really how I got I got my um. Uh, start in the industry was because I, I was able to do something that the industry needed at that moment. And I was, you know, I was, I was at the top of that kind of world, you know, at that time. And, uh, that's how I got into the, to the union. Cause the union is tough to crack. You need, you need a number of credits on camera, but you're not allowed to work on camera until you have the credits. So, they have yeah. Catch- yeah. Right. So, you know, different people get in different ways. Uh, I, yeah, I, I got in through, like, I think my I think my final union credit was like Mr. Magoo or something like that, um, doing a big snowboarding ridiculous sequence. And funny enough, the director was uh, a longtime stunt double for Jackie Chan, um, huh. which, which was interesting. So they had fairly high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, so we want you to do this. And I'm like, really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that's either going to work really well, or I'm going to get absolutely smashed. They're like, "Mm-hmm." So that's how I got into uh, into the union. Was was uh, I think I was on the goo something like that. One, <laughs> yeah, that's a long that's time.
0: That's a funny way of getting, Mister Bengoo. Your, your intro way into the into the, huh?
1: that's. I even, was even funnier. I was actually doubling. I was stunt doubling um, four different girls which was really funny. Yeah. They were pro riders, but they didn't want to put the girls in, in, in harm's way. I don't, you know, they weren't stunt people and they were professional snow, snowboarders and they're really good. Um, but you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's changed as well. Like now stunt women have, you know, they get, they basically do the same thing we do. But in this particular thing, they wanted me to come in and stunt double all these girls in a border cross race and, and Mr down the board across the race on an ironing board and he can't steer like he literally can't steer anything and so they they didn't want to kill anybody unless it was a guy so they put me in there instead of these these very talented girls because they didn't yeah i mean they weren't stunt girls um and the, yeah they just didn't want to didn't want to hurt them so i was dressed up like as a blonde a brunette you know padded bra and it, it was hilarious and it was mr magoo on top
0: of it which makes
1: it even more funny
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> you never, I never thought of, you know, Mr. G- Magoo needing stunt doubles or stunt coordinators. But uh... it's, the, it's the
1: comedies are the most painful. Really? Uh, always, always, man. Com- comedies kick your butt because people think it's funny. And it is kind of funny when people land on their face. Right. And so <laughs> comedy. I've always been traditionally like, you know, like there's this famous move in home alone where you have to like slip on a banana peel, jump as high as you can in the air and land flat on your back on, you know, on the concrete or whatever. It's called a home alone. And it's the least favorite thing any of us have to do. And it's because it's funny, right? It's like, it's funny. You jump up in the air and you just basically, you just take it. There's no way to break fall. It's
0: really? Just,
1: no, it's just, a, it's just, a, uh, you know, an ass kicker. And, and sometimes you got to do it five, six times and it knocks the wind of you. So yeah, comedies are, are, you know, if it's John wick, you can do a spin and a twist and break fall. It looks awesome. But right. comedies are, are I, I've probably taken the hardest hits in comedies than I have in any other, uh, wow. any. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that, be- that's hilarious. Yeah. There was a scene. There's, I mean, I, I don't know why I'm using John wick. Um, there was a scene in John Wick that I, every time I watch it, I try to figure out how the stuntmen are doing this because it it just seems like there's no way around it. They just have to throw themselves down this flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's insane. Why would anybody want to do that for a career? But I also realize if he wasn't able to do it, then this movie would suck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he probably did it eight times.
0: Um,
1: You know, that's kind of like a big, a big feature. They want to, you know, they, they, they pump extra money into it. And of course you get, you get danger pay and you get bump pay basically for taking bruises. You get extra money. And so Mm. uh, that's all part of it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is there is there a difference in um, the way you approach um, doing uh, fight choreography, or um, in in television versus versus film?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a huge difference actually. In television, we will have one day of rehearsal for a big action sequence, right? Um... <laughs> A big feature film like, like say, Watchmen, The Watchmen, um, that opening that or that that hallway fight sequence. Right. We we rehearsed that hallway sequence. um, If I can remember, it's been a long time. I think it was six weeks, and um, there's a whole a whole you know team of guys that were getting you know smashed and you know punched and everything. And, um, we actually rehearsed that choreography in, and my, my good friend, Larry and I were standing in the front, uh, Larry's, a, a stunt coordinator now as well. He was actually seven time world karate champion, good, wow. you know, good dude. And we counted it out like after about a month and we're like, you know what? We've, we've actually done this 2000 times. We've, we've ran the same fight 2000 times. Wow and you just, they just keep running it and running it. And it's like, man, I like, I think I got it pretty dialed, you know, <laughs> but they just keep like, no, of so the fist here, fist here, it's like, is it here or here? It's, like, oh, it's here. No, you said here last time. No, it's here. Okay. It's here. Wow. You know, again. Um, but in TV, like. I was on a tv show about three three weeks ago and it was they, they wanted that the opening scene from Underwoman, and they wanted it like Zack snyder style and we had guys flying getting smashed against the wall and a guy gets like ratcheted into me and we go ass over tea kettle and uh on the concrete and we literally had uh one day to rehearse that entire thing wow. so television is never never going to have the action uh quality that that feature films have because you know you want a feature film to like like you were saying like raise the bar you know you want to do we all want to do something on the next you know the next show like I I remember when when Kingsman um came out and they did that that church fight and Mm -hmm. you know really groundbreaking that was one of my teammates one of my my best friends did that and he had so much enthusiasm because it's like, okay, this is, you know, like an opportunity here to make something groundbreaking and cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tons and tons of rehearsal and he's, um, he's a really extraordinary guy. He's got so much energy on set and he's always super stoked. And um, he was jet least stunt double for probably 10 years. Wow! And uh, the the greatest action director, Corey Yulin from, from Hong Kong was uh, sort of his mentor. And so wow. he went into that and, and like, you know, totally broke ground. I've never seen any, <laughs> I, I've never seen, you know, I still haven't seen a, a fight scene like that. So we all want to do that on features, but in TV, that's never going to happen.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a dope scene. I mean, that was just sheer madness in a box.
1: Oh, so cool. So cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all like one shot. You're just like. all <laughs> oh, had so- to be so like fluid you know it was just so yeah, yeah it
1: was that so was much, so cool. many like elements of like camera work blend you know blending and cross blending and and it's so complex it's like no no main unit director is is going to have the time or patience to come up with stuff like that so so they have yeah they had they had pong pong john
0: so uh, i'm curious like so if you're you know like as a as a as a person in this world, um I feel like you're always having to learn new things when it comes to like different um fight moves or um different like how do you how do you update how do you upgrade or yourself? Um because you hear like the one thing I like I hear is, you know, there's all you always hear like the after effects of, well, this person trained with this guy and got his body together and had to learn this style of fighting and this, like, like, mm. how how in the world can you possibly continue to evolve evolve again um, as a stunt coordinator, as a fight cho- choreographer, like when you're so busy like how how does that work
1: yeah that's a good question um when you're not working you're usually training with a group of guys or you know a group of guys and girls um certainly in my you know earlier days in my career i i I would train six seven eight hours a day a lot of times and so i do a couple classes of martial arts and then we'd all go and meet at a gymnastics center at night and you know we'd all jam come up with cool ideas creative things and um but then when you get working a lot you get complacent but you're also tired and you're like i don't really need to um i don't really need to learn any new skills right now i got to get through the next six months and so you know the 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 other guys that are not working usually you know the younger guys they're coming up with really really cool stuff uh the next generation is always always better than the previous right and so We go you know i go back and i jam with those guys and and we continually come up with with new things mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's how we do it
0: yeah i, I um i i'm always a marvel like so i uh last season i had uh dustin Gwynn on on the show from um warriors and um we, talked a little bit. Obviously, he's got a background of martial arts, and we talked a little bit about how he's, you know, working with the team there to do some of the fight choreography for some of the scenes of Warrior and and uh, and uh, so it's funny, like, I was watching um, oh, what was I? Wa- I was watching um, some movie. I forget what movie it was, but what I start, what I'm, what I'm seeing is that, Oh, I know what I was watching. I was watching um, the new show on um, WB um, CW uh, Kung Fu. And just watching the, it seems like to me that martial arts is the go-to fight fight style, that you know, and it might be different stuff. It might be, it could be any, type of style could um but marshall i remember a time when that wasn't the case it was it was just bare brawl you know bare brawl yeah yeah and um i always wondered like you know like i think you know like a tarantino might pull it off because he'll do like these um these kind of like genre specific films that where you need that style. Um, Is, is that, I mean, how authentic do you think you have to be? Like, like when you go into a film, do they have a specific understanding? Like does the director know what exactly they're looking for or do they reach out to you guys and say, Hey, we're looking for this kind of a thing. What do you recommend?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, Some directors do shoot um, a lot of their own action. And those guys always come in with like, references, right? They'll come in with like, hey, this, this shot, you know, this sequence from X-Men, this sequence from, you know, they'll give us like, this is the style, this is what we're looking for. And then go. And we, you know, we, have a team we have the stunt doubles we have a couple choreographers and we just jam it out and and we shoot something and we give it back to the director and he'll be like yeah i love that part this part is doesn't really fit the character as much but this part does um and then we'll go in and make the adjustments it's Mm -hmm. kind of yeah
0: uh speaking of Mm x-men which i I just gotta ask the scene that the scene with nightcrawler yeah. So, that's insane. That was like an insane fight uh, scene. How how did you like? Because I I would assume a lot of it was com- um done with the understanding that there would be some kind of special effects and intercuts that would be kind of th- throw you different places around the building. So how did you? How did you end up ma- mapping that all out? That seems like a very complex thing to do, even with, you know, a single person fight.
1: Yeah, it, that was uh, <clears throat> that was challenging. What what they gave to us was a a uh, it was called an, an animatic. It was basically an animation version of that scene, and it came from the studio. and They wanted to ma- we, they wanted us to match it shot for shot, mm-hmm. right? And so we had like motion control cameras that are on like robotic computer control. So they, they do the camera move as, you know, as I would streak by, um, the cable. Um, but the hard part about that was trying to match a, a, you know, something that somebody drew in a computer, you know, and, and then putting me in there and going, okay, uh, look like that and do, ex- we want this exactly like, like this. And, and, and so the the oh man, the rehearsals on that were were I mean they were they were pretty grueling. And I I, I actually started the show. I was working on a zombie movie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was working night shifts and I got X Men and I couldn't quit the zombie movie because they had me fitted for the prosthetics. And so I went from the zombie movie at night and then I would come and do the nightcrawler rehearsals in the day. Wow. It was insane. And and um we we have we have this thing called uh, ratchets, and it's the most dangerous thing that we do. Uh, we have a, a like a, a harness, and you attach a, a cable, and they have a, a cylinder that fires, you know, flies you through the air. And once you press that button, it's like, you know, you can't stop it. It's like you're gone. It's like a you know, mechanism. Well, and so we <clears throat> we we did about 100 uh, tests per day of the ratchet, trying to get. Trying a match exactly what they had on on you know on the the, the computer generated storyboards, <laughs> mm. you know and then piecing that all together it took um it took about um i think i i think i lasted six and a half weeks before um before i i got too injured to continue and then i had i had two weeks uh i had two weeks off to to rehab before before we went to camera um and they had wow. They they had another uh, guy uh, sort of as the the backup for me, and he came in and he did a few of the things. And then we got there on the day, and I I'd, I'd been able to heal up well enough, and and also I was going through some family things. My 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 grandmother who who uh, raised me she was dying. She was at her deathbed, and I'm on X Men, and I'm I'm you know let, let, like every time I get out of the harness, I go check the phone, and, and they're like, yeah, you should be here, and I'm like, I can't, you know, and then I'm going, going back up in the middle of the night, uh, zombie film. And it was just, you know, it was exhausting. So I got injured and I couldn't, I couldn't continue. But when we, when it came to camera, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I basically, yeah, I basically did 90, 90% of that or something like that. We, we shot, wow. um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was very, very taxing. And the, probably the craziest thing anyone can relate to is that, the The average day I was on set, I think was, uh, I think the average day was probably nineteen hours, maybe twenty hours, and then on on Fridays, um, my my average day was twenty four hours on set, because I would get there like four in the morning, four or five hours of makeup, and then there's no stand-in for me. There's no like every single thing that you you have to set up has to be done with with, you know, the guy doing it, um, hmm. you can someone else on there, they're going to, you know, kill themselves. Um, so yeah, I was literally in every single rehearsal, every shot. And then at the end of the day, I'd have to get my makeup taken off and, and go home for, you know, sleep for two or three hours. Wow. Um, so it was, yeah. And it went off for like a, a month. It was, actually, actually it was two, I think it was almost two months of shooting, wow. but but yeah, it, it, it could have been avoided in many ways, um, just by saying, "Hey, guys, come up with something really cool," instead of "Hey, let's get you to match exactly what computer animated character did."
0: Right.
1: It's, it's kind of it was kind of crazy.
0: Mm. Yeah, but
1: it's it groundbreaking, you know. it's cool. It's great. It's cool to be part of, um, you know, kind of kind of part of the the uh, comic book Marvel. Mm. Uh, that time because that like that that scene kind of it, it really did light that whole franchise on fire you know yep. Like X came like after x2 it was like boom yep. right and, that, and it was cool it was cool to be part part of uh the you know the the really the origins of this whole universe that's that's out there now it's
0: kind of cool yeah yeah i mean uh the superhero genre has done i would guess a fair amount of wonders for um yeah you know bringing you know st- st- stuntmen more um places to be and 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 um you know i you know obviously it's some of it's computer generated but i the a- action is still action and you know there's still an amount of work that needs to go into there's um i mean you mentioned that you you, you know you you spend some time being hurt and um that I mean, I, I equate you guys to football players in a lot of ways, like, you know, because um it is about like or or just athletes in a lot of ways, because um, you could I mean you, you it's almost like you can't afford to be hurt, but it's also part of the part of the you know, it it comes a- with
1: injury rate it's 100%. yeah you're working you know steady you're basically constantly injured right you're right. you're every day you're injured you're, you're you're taking beats you're taking thumps and you you know and and some little tiny thing can sometimes clip you and right. you know nothing it looks like nothing and it's and you're you know your arms all you know gimped up and then you got to go back to work the next day right. um, so yeah it's it's we we do have um we do have a lot of issues with concussions, right? Because, even mm-hmm. though we rehearse with a helmet on, which is, which is new. We didn't used to do that because I, I didn't like to wear a helmet when you're getting ratcheted because there's so much force in the body. And then the helmet is like, it weighs on your neck, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of mandatory because we had, we, we do, we do kind of follow the, the NFL protocol, um, yeah. or we're supposed to, that was supposed to be put into the, you know, our whole you know ecosystem of first aid and everything but a lot of a lot of the first aid tenants they still aren't aren't trained in it but but the NFL did bring a lot of attention to our community because of the long-term effects of concussions um, certainly been you know in in the post concussion you know camp for for a couple of years of my career for sure and and if you're gonna perform for a very long time you're going to you're going to have concussions so that's no, that's kind of one one of our other little dirty secrets. Cause NFL guys, I mean, they do get to wear neck braces and helmets, but we don't, right? Those right. guys are stairs backwards on a concrete can't wear right. a helmet.
0: Right. Nobody wants to go see uh Brad Pitt falling down on steps it on, with a helmet on. Um and you know, so yeah. um but it is, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think, like, again, I think that's part of the mystique of what people don't know about, you know, that, that, you know, being uh, in a in stunt business. It's just, like, we, like, I grew up with it. Like, I, I'm from the, the 70s, right? And those stunt dudes, they were crazy. And they, right. you know, helmets no helmets we don't need helmets no um yeah um but then they're not you know having to dive out of planes and and um be you know thrown across the room like you said being be jetted across the room especially now with superhero movies where god boom guy punches you it has to be this immediate reaction as you go across the room and it has to look real. So that means that speed, that speed is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's but I, I, I just hope people understand that your favorite film films, your favorite television shows are all being, you know, powered by these really brave individuals who are willing to go out there and, and, and do these things. Um, and-
1: most people don't know most people because it, it is, it is a very insular world. Um, right. and yeah, it, you know, part of, part of being a stunt man is kind of just keeping your mouth shut. You know? yeah. 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 I'm big NDA, you know, NDAs, we can't really talk about stuff. Um, yeah, a, a lot of it is like, nobody really has a clue what, what we do. Um, mm. we do and, and even, even like, when I, when I met my wife, she's like, well, that's all computer generated, right? Like they just make computers like, no, I was like, no, that, you know, that was me. That was my friend. This is, this is getting smashed at high speed into a real wall. Right? right. And you know, that guy got a, you know, concussion. It's funny. My friend of mine, he did this really, really gnarly gag where this Porsche hits him and it flies off this bridge, like 30 feet in the water. And mm. he's got Porsche hits him and he flies up over the car, and and you know like it, it it could have been it could have been bad if he got knocked out because the water was really really dark and they had safety mm-hmm. You might not find him in time right so it was a really gnarly gag and I showed it to my wife and she's like oh my god did they ruin a Porsche for that <laughs> it's like this is a, this is a human being she's like what do you mean that's, that's my
0: that's my buddy. oh my god that's and hilarious like, oh.
1: I, I didn't even think about him. I oh yeah. I, I just thought they ruined a nine eleven. I'm like That's about right. Oh my God. Cause yeah, it, people people just take it for granted. They they're like, Oh cool, he got hit by a car. We don't know how much of that was visual effects or is it was it a trick? It's like, no, he, he just stood there, got smashed by the car, you know, and, and if he would have landed on the car or the car landed on him, he would have been seriously injured and knocked out, he would have been, you know, went to the bottom of the river and he would have disappeared. And right. People, people look at the Porsche and they're worried about the Porsche because they don't even have a clue that that's actually
0: real, you know? Yeah. It's pretty funny. That's hilarious. So um, so as director um, that you're now, you know, well, not now, but you're, you're foraying in, into the director's seat now. How does that, how does that, how does, how does that inform your process uh, as, 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 di- as director, um, knowing what you know as a stunt person? Um, I guess it makes
1: me probably more confident in picking the shots um, if, I'm, if I'm directing. I think because, as like when we shoot fight scenes, we spend so much time in the editing room, like right. so much time. And it's very complex. There's camera wipes. There's cheat cuts. There's all these really complex things. Um, and so when we go to shoot a dialogue scene, or we to go to shoot an establishing scene, it's really quite, um, quite simple in in many ways. It's, just, it's like oh let's do a little cut, you know, pop up, and then just do a little over, and you know, do a you know cowboy, and then a close up. Um, it it's it's uh it's quite easy. Um, but of course, you know, in, you know, directing a storyline is much different than directing an action scene. Very, very different, right? Mm-hmm. So, as far as far as the technical aspects, like the editing, visual effects, uh, even sound design, we we do put sound design and visual effects into our pre-visual um, that we hand into the studio <clears throat> to, for approvals. Um, so we're really, you know, we're really competent in that, but it's totally different. You know, when, when you have, when you have a screenplay, you know, a two hour movie, it's, it's too much to hold in one person's head. Right. Right. And what you see on the page and what you imagine is really never quite what comes through the lens no matter how much control you think you have over it it's never really what you have and so you have to go back and you have to rely on 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 story you have to rely on your cast and you have to be able to you know coax performances out of them and you know a little bit head games once in a while and and things like that Mm -hmm. Uh, so they are different they are very very different worlds and and there's been a couple of stunt performers that have um, coordinators action directors that have that have directed main unit on on movies that were too complex you know and 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 uh, they they really kind of just lost control of, of things and then were just to, you know sort of along for the ride mm.
0: uh,
1: but if you have a movie you know like raid <clears throat> redemption or wick or something you can put you know you can put a, a you know a stunt guy in the driver's seat for that uh because it's it's like it's all all about the action but if there's a story there's a transformational arc that goes on within the story um it's just it's it's too many things to hold in your head and you have you have to have a you know a bit of a background in it um preferably you have to have studied story you have to go you know you have to go pretty deep into the script you have to you know, do your rewrites before you take it to camera. There's, there's just a lot of things. You know, directing, directing is an art. You know, it's a, it's right. an art. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's not. It, it, it's easy from a technical standpoint, but from a story standpoint, it's very different. You get in the editing room, and everything you had in your mind, what you thought the scene would be like you, you paste it together and and the assembly and you, you want to kill yourself because everything that you thought you got, you didn't get. Mm. And that scene is working really well, but it's like, it doesn't even fit in the movie. Like we got to cut that like Scorsese cuts, like, you know, 15 minutes of stuff he shot, you know, cut scenes, remove scenes. So you have to have, you have to have like a, some kind of base to come back to with a, with a storyline. You have to understand screenplay. You have to understand story and, Mm -hmm. and complexities of it because you got to like have your kind of I, I always go back to like a couple of the screenplay books you know when I'm editing it's just like okay what am I missing here and what am I not seeing what can I what can I make better so um, yeah so back to your question it, the technical side of things really easy mm. um, the, the story and and the the layers and the transformational arcs to create um, uh, a story that actually moves you that creates a, a you know some kind of emotion it it's it really is a completely different art form mm.
0: as a as a director do you have are there any influences that kind of have guided you in your in your style your your, your thought process um it it depends yeah
1: it depends what film you know my first movie was really uh, it was, it was like a more of a, it was like a musical, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I played this homeless street busker and I lost all this weight. He, he, had, <clears throat> he had chronic tuberculosis and, and, and uh, you know, it was, it was very much like coverage and overs, you know, it was really, but it was all about the story and, and, you know, these, these characters lives and these transformations they go through. Um, and then, you know, my other films, I've, uh, I did one short film that that was just an action Piece. It was about this girl who uh, trains MMA, and basically her, her, her biggest opponent is herself. And we did this big fight scene where she fought herself, and it was it was cool. Oh, wow. and it won it won uh, <clears throat> it won some awards. It actually, won best Directorate of, at the Artemis Women in Film Festival, which is kind of kind of an honor, you know, and kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, they would they would give a man the the award for best Directorate, which was like wow. I know, I know that would happen yeah because um, it featured two women and you know, you know fighting essentially a woman fighting herself um, and then my my next two films American Badger is uh, mm. is really inspired by like you know 1990s Hong Kong uh, art house films you know film noir meets like explosive action scenes so yeah it, I, I'm influenced by a lot of things um, I, I should just do one genre and stick with that but it's just not who i am i'm I, I can't just do you know drama i can't just do action movies i don't i don't i don't want to i mean i should i should just market brand myself as something i'm not a great person at being like um hmm. brand myself as one thing cuz like at my roots i'm a stunt man For, you know almost my whole life and right. coordinator and then people are very confused when I I go off and I do like a, you know an art house, you know, award-winning musical drama, and people are like, "Is this the same guy? Uh, <laughs> like, isn't he? You know, is, is, he he looks like he's gonna die in this movie. Isn't he? Isn't he? Wasn't he Nightcrawler? We're so confused. So I I, I uh, yeah I I'm probably guilty of not not um not branding myself properly because the industry mm. it likes to know you're really really good at one thing and then yeah, true. they're one, they're great at one thing that one thing only that's what they do and if you want somebody to do that you do that um so yeah it's kind of it's kind of uh i don't know it's just me i i can't i can't just be a stunt yeah. coordinator, coordinator. although that is who i am and what i've done i also mm. have I also have to re- release the creative energy in, in, other, in other avenues like classical composition, composing, singing, um, filmmaking, writing, writing a lot of screenplays, uh, just something I always, I always have to do. I have to do it. If I don't do it, I become very discontent.
0: I, I, I think you should be able to do that. Like, I really think so because, y- you know, so what, like, I get what you're saying because I get, like like, if someone says this is a Christopher Nolan film, you kind of understand what you're gonna, you're about to get. You right? Yeah. yeah. And okay, so and if you say Tarantino, you know what you're going to get. If you say Scorsese, you know what you're going to get. Exactly. So on and so forth. But exactly. I I do believe that there should be, you should have have the ability to aim your talent wherever you want it to go, because you never know what you're going to get until you do it. And I saw um, your, your, your film, um, the trailer for Hidden Strum and I, your acting, is, uh, first of all, I'm surprised you're not doing more acting because I've, I thought you were really good in that role. I mean, you, thanks you have a lot of personality to it I,
1: I you know i i i uh i didn't enjoy the process and i mean there's there's you know i'm carrying i'm carrying i'm directing the film i'm carrying the weight of the world on my, right. like every scene i'm like i'm putting out a fire and okay ready in action and you know jumping in in into the scene into character it was real it was really hard and i and, and i i did i did win um i did win some some really good awards. I was nominated for for best actor uh, in our like in in our our union within like within our own people. There's like mm-hmm. th- ten thousand people in the union, and they uh, they nominated four people, and mine was for that role. Wow. Uh, I won I won best actor at the the Canadian Film Festival. Uh, but to be honest, man, the 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 career of an actor, man, it's it, it's something I would never want to do. It, wow. Okay. It's so it it is so. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, it's 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 kind of like <clears throat> you 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 have to kind of win the lottery to become a successful actor. It's a weird, it's a really weird thing. I know so many incredibly talented actors that never got a part in a breakout hit movie, right? Yeah. And. They, you know, they they put their heart and soul into every audition, and they go in, and they'll audition twenty people, and they'll pick one. So you've got a five percent chance that that's you, and you put your heart and soul into that that piece of work, and you rehearse, you know, <clears throat> you prep it, and you show up, and you nail it. You're like, yeah, I nailed that. <clears> then <throat> you don't even, you know. Yeah. Get, you get one in 20 auditions or something like that. It's a hard life, man. And, you know, trying to make a living doing that, um, putting your heart and soul into everything and then just getting rejections over and over and over. Like, I don't mind rejections, but trying to make a living at it, it's brutal. You know, it, it's a brutal, I got a lot of respect for, for people who have persevered. I, I got more respect for, for the working actor that you've never heard of than I do for the movie star, really, you know. Mm. So much of their success is about being in a breakout film and that's what's weird about the industry. Like if you have, if you have a bit part, just a tiny part in a film that just catches fire. It's like, this is the biggest film of the year. The biggest film of the summer. No, the breakout hit and you've got, you've got five lines in it. You suddenly have a career, right? When people say, oh, that guy, oh, he's from that movie. Oh, I, oh, and then it makes you feel that. Oh, I love that movie. And automatically, you know, even the person with the bit part in that movie becomes like suddenly part of it. And and even though they might not be very talented, they but they just got lucky and got that one thing. So it's kind of like winning the lottery, man.
0: Uh, it's exactly what I always say is it's basically playing a lottery, an emotional lottery.
1: Yeah. So it, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, I never, I never wanted to be an actor. I didn't want to be a movie star. That's certainly not something that was, that, that was, you know, my focus in life. Uh, make, you know, being a filmmaker and and being in your own films is, is very different. You know, it's not, I'm, I'm not an actor. I, I, I can act, but I'm not. I'm not an actor. Like I've never, I would never say oh, I am an actor. Um, yeah. I got too much respect for for the working actors that 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 do it and stick it out. You know, I'm a stunt man, mm. um, and and you know, I got respect for my colleagues and just as so much respect for the working the working actor, not always for the movie star, <laughs> but. <laughs> But for the working actor that, that, you know, puts it in day in, day out, you know, survives somehow for like 30 years and doing small roles and, and, you know, just getting by and doing it for the love and the passion. I mean, that that is amazing, man. I I got so much.
0: So, um, you know, is 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 directing a place that you think you want to end up like just directing it because i mean obviously um due to the physical nature of stunt i mean i don't know how long i'm not generally like how how long a general career goes in stunt um because it's such a physical sport yeah
1: but it really it really depends a lot on your personality for one But even more so on your genetics right? and some people, their, their joints fail, you know, and at at 30 years old, they've got hip problems and got lots of friends that were super athletic and, you know, had, had, you know, had to have knees replaced or hips replaced very young in their lives. and and you know that that's kind of a career ender, right? It kind of kind of stops your career. Um, I've had problems with concussions, but um, my friends call me Wolverine because I always come back. I always, I always, I always recover. I don't I don't sit around and wait. You know, I'm like like okay. <clears throat> What do you do to rehab this injury? And I'm, you know, I'm all over it. But for me, I'm 49 years old and I'm still performing with the young guys. I have no problem at all with it. And I don't even really have to train that much. Um, I don't, I'm not expected to do the gnarliest gags, but I, I will still do it. No, no, no question about it. Um, and that's really just, it's, it's, it's just a combination of, of, of what you want. And, and for me, I'm, I'm just very fortunate. I, my, my joints have all stayed intact and I've, I've never blown my knees and I've never blown my shoulders. Um, but I've broken a lot of things, right? I, I've broken mm. and I break a lot of bones doing it, but bones heal. Right. bones heal, but you know, discs in your back that go out don't and right. knee, you know, knee replacements, you know, so a lot of uh you can go a long time in the business uh, a little bit longer than say an nba player you know like you know jordan retiring at like 52 some of the mma fighters they go to like 47 i got a good friend of mine that became um he just turned pro in mma at 51 he fought in vegas for his first. Wow. Pro he was like 34 and four or something in um his name's Chris Bruno. He's actually an actor. He's a fucking badass dude. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, he went pro in, in his in his fifties. He's he's he 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 fought Vegas in his first first uh, professional fight. In his first first amateur fight, I was in his corner. Wow. I couldn't believe the guy. I couldn't believe this, you know, guy that was like much bigger than him came out and I'm like, <laughs> just gonna smash my friend and it was the other way around he's he's like he just went all redneck on him and just smashed this guy and i'm like he'd only been training mma for maybe three or four months i got him i got him hooked up with my coach and it's like wow so he went on and and so you know again how many how many guys are going to turn you know pro 50 that's a few not he might be the only one in in north america um and, and, and it's the same as a stunt guy. I mean, you can, you can push it as long as you, as long as you can. And then there's that one, you know, that one point where the fire goes out and, and you just don't, you just don't want to do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for American Badger, did you, um, I, I, I assume that you did most of the choreographing for that as, as well. Right. Um. um was i mean the trailer's out people should watch it i i saw it i was just like wow this is this is some intense action right here man like and this is just the trailer i was just like whoa this is impressive mm-hmm. um just and i mean there's a i mean i can't wait to see it that's, uh, basically I, i'm i'm very much looking forward to seeing it um when it comes out and but the everyone should check the trailer the trailer is out currently yeah they uh, did a
1: good job they did a really good job on the trailer um yeah it's uh the, the, the movies kind of, you know it it kind of reflects like my my um my style i the the I mean yeah the, the choreography had you know hundred plus performers in it and wow four months of choreo. Um but it's also not really fully an action movie. It's more of an like an existential right. study of a guy's mind, you know? And and if you go into the movie thinking you're gonna see John Wick, you're gonna be really disappointed. Um <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, we have we have action scenes that are you know just as good as anything in, in Wick because that's right. what we do for living. But um yeah, it's, it's 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 just as much of like it, it's film noir meets action, and it's not going to be for for everybody. You know what I mean? And if you go into it thinking you're just going to watch an action film that just is like, you know, mayhem the whole time, it, 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 that's not what the movie the movie is. And and the trailer kind of alludes to a, a bit of the layering of, uh, but but uh, people in in the genre market, um, they they don't buy things if they're they're not in a in you know a genre. Right. It can't be can't be film noir meets action. It's like right.
0: they won't know what to do with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the the movies a, a bit more complicated than than the trailer um seems, but that's good though. It, uh, it's, it's good and it's also it's also bad. I should have just made uh as you know, I should have just made a B action movie script and just done twice, you know, just spend twice as much time fighting and less time. Mm-hmm. You know, watching people in their bedrooms and staring in the mirror, and and, and 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 talking, and you know, it's kind of an existential journey. If you don't connect connect with that, then then you know, the movie um, the movie might be a bit like, whoa, what you know, because it's it, it's it's kind of an art house film, right? It's not uh, it's not a, a straight up genre piece, but that's that's just what I wanted to do, you know.
0: And it felt like a Hong Kong. It felt like it had like some Hong Kong,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: to it. A lot of the color and the vibrance of the actually it made me feel like like um, was Wong Car Wai a little yeah. bit?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Wong Car Wai is a, is a huge influence in that film.
0: Oh, cool! Wow. Yeah,
1: piece of like fisheye lenses and crazy. Crazy! I I love. Yeah, actually, it's funny to say that because that was that was actually a major um, inspiration for the film. I I loved some of his early early works were so unique and different, and no one had ever seen anything like it. Um, And he would, yeah, he would combine like film noir with like explosive action. And I'm like, well, I I just love his original works, and it really inspired this. it's it's his movies. Some people just can't watch them. Like they're just like this is.
0: This I, is love no, films. I, like I, I love his films. Like I a Time when I was watching all these different um, international films, and his was one of the. Uh, In the mood for love, twenty forty six. Um...
1: In the mood for love is the it's the highest ranked film among European uh, critics, like the European Film Society, Critics Society. Mm. It's, they consider it the greatest film ever made. Really? Yeah, okay. In America, I think Shawshank Redemption is, is the greatest film, uh, critically, but mm. in, in, in Europe, it's, it's Wong Our Ways in The Mood for Love, and the funny thing about In the Mood for Love is that he actually didn't know what he was shooting. He went and he had kind of a loose idea of what the script would be about, and then he just started <laughs> shooting these people, and, and they started kind of improvising, and and again you can't you can't really know what you're going to get on camera you can have a new mind but instead of but instead of that process he did it the other way around he says what's coming through on the camera i'm going to take that and i'm going to turn it into a story
0: interesting
1: <laughs> it's, it's madness it's absolute madness but it says a lot about the creative process i'm really inspired by mm. by that by that work because yeah we can previs all we want we can have storyboards all we want but it's never you know it's it's a good way to organize something and, and with the budgets we have you know you got to get get it done on time but i think his i think ways earlier works especially in the move for love which was one of his, his later films you know he he didn't he didn't have a shot list
0: right
1: you like that looks really cool um
0: mm. and you
1: camera and then but he probably shoots like a ratio of 15 to one. So he'll shoot for like a year and then come up with, you know, a 90 minute film and he'll cut, he'll cut the story out of, of what the images are rather than what the storyboards were supposed to be. And Mm. that's a great lesson for, for anybody. And it it certainly, certainly inspires me creatively. So yeah, that was a huge uh, influence in, Mm. in American Badger, even though it seems like American Badger is an action movie. It's a, Yes, it's really inspired by, by Hong Kong art house. You know? and I love John Woo. I love, you know. John Woo, yeah. Yeah, I, I love, the, you know, the shootouts and, you know, that kind of thing. And then and then uh, the choreography was very, it's very contemporary. It's very violent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what audiences want these days. They don't want the Crouching Tiger anymore. They don't want people flying around in cables. They want, right. you know, they want, uh, they want more. Of a, and, and the character was, was already that, you know, like he's supposed to be really like, yeah, you know, Reclusive and mild mannered, but then when he lights, it's just like violence, right? So the 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 choreography was designed to be really hyper fast and really, you know, really violent, Um, and that was what the character was supposed to be. So
0: Mm. So he always
1: choreographed the 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 film,
0: anime film, I guess. A a lot of ways, right? There's a lot of anime, a lot of anime stylistic approach to like this you know, change of pace, you know, um, which, yeah. which is pretty, which adds energy to a scene, you know, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I love, I love ni- 1990s movies, Hollywood movies. And, Me too. and, and, you know, I think it was just a different time when they were shooting on film. Um, you, you know, you didn't have, you didn't, you couldn't fix anything in post. It's right. kind of like. Kind of like recording an anal- you know an analog album right you're on you're on tape you're on a two inch tape and and uh i i love that you know it's like okay you can't fix this in post you gotta like you gotta capture it and that's that is what it is you know springsteen yep. and guys like you listen to those old albums you know ccr and you're like <clears throat> damn you listen to the new stuff and it's all like like it's yeah. all it's like photoshopped, and you you don't even you don't even know it's real, and right. and I think it's almost the same thing. When when um, in, in the nineties, you, you know they're they're shooting in Hong Kong on thirty five mil handheld, and and in the nineties in America they're shooting thirty five mil, and yep. they you know, the, the stories were were more real. I, I feel, yep. um, yeah,
0: yeah. It's so. funny. I have another podcast where we talk about the films, we talk about film and their soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And um, we find ourselves, like we we will look, let our guests pick the film that we do. Mm-hmm. And I would say, out of a little over um, 100 films that we've done so far, I'd say a good 90% of them are 90s films like everyone gravitates to because the soundtracks were better the composition was better the it was just i don't know just everything i i think it's,
1: i think it's better because it, it it's more um it's not it's not perfect you know i right. i think i love i love like uh you know the band lumineers
0: oh yeah lumineers,
1: yeah you hear like people talking in the background before they're rolling and it's like you don't care because when they play, it's live and you feel it, yep. you know, and that's 90s, 90s movies like you, you didn't, you know, you didn't fix everything in post and like, you know, strip it out. And I think it's where Lumineers and, you know, like U2 is still still yep. so prevalent And um, because we, we want to connect in a human way like uh, we, you know, Photoshopping in Instagramming with filters, it's like, okay, that's, that's all great, but what's real and what's not. So I, I think, I think the analog days, the film days, I just think they're better movies. They're not perfect.
0: No, they're not, but, but they definitely just are, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just feels, they feel so more organic and um, more human. They're just more more, human. yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, As for, you know, before you go, um, my question for you is, can we expect any more music to come out of you at some point from a, from, because I I feel like you wouldn't want to go down that road, but I think there's something in you that still has music that eventually you would do here and there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd love to, man. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I still write write music um i've got a i've got a piano concerto that i wrote and and i every time i get ready to write it something happens it's like oh, i gotta i gotta go on location or, or you know it's like it, it it like it takes like a good solid month month of of practice right. to you know nail these songs because i'm you know i'm not going to fix it in post you know it's like it's going to be what it is right and every time I go to record it, it seems like my, you know, my life, you know, I got to pay the bills. I got to, I got to go to this new show or I got to, you know, I got to, I got to finish American Badger or I got to shoot, you know, something. So yeah, deep, music is deep, deep in my heart, deep in my soul. And I'm, I'm going to continue writing. Um, I would love to, to do another singer songwriter album, hmm. um, love to do that i've got all the material ready i just like i I just moved to um i just moved to alberta for six months and i'm staying you know i'm on location up in the mountains here and you know it's like i can't i'm i'm gonna call 24 7 basically i'm working working on a disney show and they they own me and i you know when when am i going to do it but Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a time soon where where I will get back in the recording studio and 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 I and I will I will record my next singer songwriter album and and uh, and yeah, it's very fulfilling for me. I, it's one of those things again. I have to do it. I have to do it or I become I become um, I, I just become more jaded when I'm on set when I'm stunt you know performing. I just like I, I think when. Um, I think a lot of my friends, like not just from concussions, but I think because we essentially make violence for a living—that's what we do. We create violence, you know. We create mm. blood, gore, um, smash-ups, cars exploding, people. Like I think, I think I killed like a hundred people in American Badger. <laughs> wow, I mean, something like that. It was it was ridiculous, you know. And so I think I think a lot of uh, stunt performers—they kind of hit. Hit that, and they they have to find something that satisfies uh, a different part of their soul. You know, they they need to get into art, music. A lot of them start shooting short films, um, and if they don't do that, I've, I've noticed that that my friends that don't um, they're far more into like dark things, like conspiracy theories that are really insane, um, and hmm. overall darker darker way to look at, at the world and the universe. And, and I think that's, that's uh, there's something karmic um, to the fact that we really do make action um, scenes and they are essentially violence and, and most of them are consumed by mainstream and some of them, you know, a lot of them are consumed by kids. Right. Mm. And so we have, you know, that weighs heavily on me, you know, it does. Mm. And then coming out of there and making, Singer-songwriter album or recording a, a beautiful piano piece kind of alleviates that that from my my soul, uh, and and my friends that haven't haven't found a, a creative outlet like that they yeah the some of them are very gone a r- really dark place now especially in my my generation um, they they've gone to a really really dark place part of it's concussions part of it's just yeah they need to make something beautiful I think. <laughs> He's I
0: mean, because you're surrounded with violence or violent acts, or, yeah. or you know, aggression. On yeah. so for so you know, on a, a a consistent basis, it does. It's got to weigh on you. It's got to It's got to feel heavy a little bit. So yeah, maybe, you know, make some music. You know, get into art. Maybe do some yoga. Um, And watch what you eat, obviously, because that that makes you feel different. (laughs) Makes you feel different. Yeah, you gotta do to kind of keep light on you. You know what I mean? Keep.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to bring some kind of, yeah, some kind of light into the into the world. I, I think we all are responsible to do that in some way. I've done a lot of charity work. It's felt really amazing. A lot of uh, uh, I was given the humanitarian of the year award uh, three years ago in the film business.
0: Oh yeah, and I saw I saw that.
1: Well, I, I felt you know better than any success that, that I've ever had in in you know on camera because uh, yeah we're helping you know I was I was teaching choreography to all my colleagues but I'm, at the same time we're raising tens of thousands of dollars to send to Africa and to Haiti and um, you know it just felt. Really, really good. So, yeah, I, I, I think everybody should, um, especially, yeah, especially when you're doing something in, in an entertainment aspect that's really just straight up, you know, violence, <laughs> chaos, aggression, anger all day, day in, day out, and you do it for 15 years. When you start out, it's really exciting. You're like, this is awesome, this is amazing, and then after like 15 years of it, you're like, all I've really done with my life is make violence. And mostly, it's consumed by kids, teenagers. So I don't know. I think uh, for me, I, I gotta do I gotta do more than that.
0: I have a friend uh, who actually he's an he's an actor and um, does a lot more a lot of action films and stuff. And he 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 said almost exactly the same thing. This was years ago. He said almost exactly the same thing. He was like he was doing it so much that he kind of he felt like he needed to like you know do something that was not violent so what he decided to do was he opened up a dojo to teach Mm. kids with cancer how to cope with fighting cancer and i was like now that's dope that's That's dope man
1: yeah yeah that's so cool
0: whatever whatever you got to do you know to make you to to You know, leave a positive mark and make yourself feel lighter as you continue on your road is, you know, important.
1: And I think, you know, full circle, I think that's why I I have a really hard time branding myself as anything. It's like... (laughs) like uh, you, you're the guy that did American Badger. It's like, yeah, I'm also the guy that, you know, does other things. And I don't know where, I don't know how to brand myself because I, I have to do other things. If I'm not doing other things, I don't really feel that great about humanity and about the world. So it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of funny like that. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I have a hard time branding myself. Um, and in, in the film, you know, in in entret- entertainment business, you have to brand, right? You're, it's all about your brand. What are yeah. you? <clears throat> the category. You're, you're that guy. You're that girl. Right. You're that person. Right. You know, you make horror movies. You make Tarantino movies, and and uh, I'm I'm just never gonna really be be that unless I you know stop living living my truth, who I am. But you know, if 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 I yeah, if I do direct, uh, you know, bigger action films and, you know, I just have to balance it out with, with, uh, with charity work, with, um, you know, humanitarian work and, 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 uh, with, with music and bringing, bringing some beautiful things, things in the world. My my first film, I'm actually really proud of it. It, it, it played in theaters for a long time and it, it, um, really it's like at the end, the end of the film there's not a dry eye in the house you know, it's, it's, it's a, know. yeah transformational um piece about about these these two characters and and uh, i'm really i'm really proud of that film
0: so unique it's a unique um it's kind of a unique story in a lot of ways because you don't you don't really i saw so a friend of mine's a musician and um, I helped manage his career once like here and there. And we were talking about him potentially um, being a busker and try to build audience, whatever. But I was, I said to him, I said, I, I you know, I think that's a, you know, that's a, I don't think you can just decide to do that. I think you, I think those people are different. They're, they perform out of a different piece of their heart yeah and a, a different piece of their their energy I, I don't think that stage performers necessarily always go to that part of their person and mm-hmm. i think you can't like just like they're not going to step on the stage all the time you're not going to go down to the subway or a street corner and have the same um uh intent or passion about being where you're at, at that moment in time. And it just be about the music that you're singing. Mm-hmm. And um, this, song, this this, this, uh, your piece really made me feel like you were, you were addressing a few different things in this, in this movie. And um, I, you know, I recommend people, if they haven't seen it, they should check it out. They absolutely should check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's a film. Yeah, if you st- if you if you watch it and stick it out to the end, you know, it's deeply affecting. And um, and I think that a very good positive social me- message as well. You know, like when you walk by a busker, it's a human, yeah, human being. Yep. And and they've got <clears throat> layers of problems in their life, and um, they're they're not just like. Okay, they're not Britney Spears. They're not some you know, they're not Drake, but but they're 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 human beings and you walk by them and they're some of them are phenomenally talented. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know, they sit there and make five dollars an hour as everybody walks by too busy to, to pay attention. So um that was one of my one of my kind of goals in life was to be able to uh yeah, to be able to make people just take an extra look at that busker before they walk by. You know, that's all that's all I wanted out of that movie and I think we we achieved that. If you watch the film, I think it does affect you, Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I I I enjoyed having this conversation with you and mm-hmm. um oh, before I go, what mm. is what is that on your shirt there? Uh, film is that say Film Foo?
1: Yeah, film food. Yeah, that's the that's the foundation, um that that I start. I I it started started by accident. um Okay. Yeah, we were one of my teammates and I were just practicing choreography and post. Somebody posted something and people were like, oh, can we come and train with you? Like my colleagues are like, oh, and I'm. Next thing you know, I had like five people, and next thing you know, I had like six people and then my teammates like I'm out I don't I didn't come here to train with all these people you know this isn't and I'm like you know maybe this is an opportunity to do something good and um, I started asking everybody to make a donation um, to chair class and then and, and nine years later we're still doing it and I've taught like you know, some of the guys who are like the best choreographers in in the business now, you know, started as as you know my 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 students, and, wow. and so I've, I've I've elevated the careers of a lot of people. I've elevated the industry um, as much as I, I I could, as far as skill wise, and and we've raised tens of thousands of dollars in doing it, and it's something I'm really proud of. That's why I'm wearing, wearing my my uh, my swag here, um, just mm. because I'm really really proud of film foo. Um, and when, you know, this, these lockdowns, these social restrictions are over, we're going to go back at it and, and raise more money and, um, really looking forward to it.
0: So I, that's dope. I love that. Uh, I, I would, well, I will want to learn more about it. So that way when COVID is, um, when we can be a little bit more free mm-hmm. and I'd love to know what you guys are doing. Cause I think it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm really proud. I'm really, I'm really stoked on it. Um, I, I love, I love seeing people improve. I love seeing people like, you know, learn something new, right? increase their, you know, their, their value in the industry as a choreographer or as a, as a performer. Um, I really get a, yeah, I really get a kick out of it. And, and then to raise, you know, to, to raise the bar and then to raise money. It's like, wow, it's, it's just win-win. Um, it it has taken up a lot of my time, but I'm I'm more than happy to, to keep doing it. It feels feels awesome. It feels great to 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 see, yeah. To see, we, we you know we have a film Fu Water Well in 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 Mozambique. We we drilled a well, we didn't do it, but the the charity we support it drilled you know, drilled freshwater wells in in rural Mozambique where where women have to walk two hours for water every day and the waters, wow. sites and the kids are you know full of parasites and there's malaria, and we just <clears throat> send down again, not we, I, I, I financially help, but they, they go in and they drill wells and they, you know, aquifers spring into the ground in these villages and kids are like,
0: Oh my God,
1: there's water under the earth. And we take that for granted, you know? So yeah, have done a lot of really, really cool things for the world. And, and I'm really proud of that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm, I love that you're, you know, while you're, while you're doing your thing in the film world, you're, you also have this Heart that wants to help people. I think that's a fantastic combination and always good things happen when people do it from a good place. And um yeah, you know, I I wish you all the success in the world with everything you're doing. And you've got some things that you can't talk about, but are big things. And I'm really happy for you. And I'm hoping that things go really well um, for you. And people need to check out American Badger. Um, The trailer's out. Please watch it. Um, You can go up to um, Kirk's website here and find out what's going on with him keep an eye on what films he's working on what projects he's doing where you can help out with with whatever humanitarian projects he has going on thanks. thanks bro and i'm darren jenkins and this was another episode of drop the mic thank you so much we'll talk to you soon everyone thanks a lot
1: thanks man